Hello again, and welcome back to the Slow Flowers Podcast with Deborah Prinzing, episode 364. This is the weekly podcast about American flowers and the people who grow and design with them. It's all about making a conscious choice, and I invite you to join the conversation and the creative community as we discuss the vital topics of saving our domestic flower farms and supporting a floral industry that relies on a safe, seasonal, and local supply of flowers and foliage. This podcast is brought to you by slowflowers.com, the free nationwide online directory to florists, shops, and studios who design with American-grown flowers and to the farms that grow those blooms. It's the conscious choice for buying and sending flowers. And thank you to our lead sponsor for 2018, Florist Review Magazine. I'm delighted to serve as contributing editor for Slow Flowers Journal, found in the pages of Florist Review. It's the leading trade magazine in the floral industry and the only independent periodical for the retail, wholesale, and supplier market. Take advantage of the special subscription offer for members of the Slow Flowers community at deborahprinzing.com, where you can also find the show notes for today's episode 364. My guest today shares with us an inside look into gardening and agriculture in the U.S. territory of Puerto Rico. Her name is Perla Sofia Curbelo, creator of AgroChic, a blog in Spanish for garden lovers and agropreneurs. We become friends through Garden Writers, the Association of Garden Communicators, of which we are both members, and through our mutual love of gardening and digital media. I've been so fascinated with Perla Sofia's platform, AgroChic, which has become an international forum for Spanish speakers who love gardening, plants, wellness, and more, both on the island of Puerto Rico and around the world. When I knew that Perla Sofia and I were going to meet up again a few weeks ago in Chicago for our GWA conference, I sent her a note asking if she'd be willing to come on the Slow Flowers podcast as my guest. It was a bit challenging for us to find the time to do this, and true confessions, we snuck out of another scheduled function in order to hide away in an empty meeting room and record this episode. We had a blast. It was one of the highlights of my time in Chicago, and I'm so excited for you to hear Perla Sofia's story and to hear her take on gardening Puerto Rican style. We wanted to share good and inspiring news from Puerto Rico, news that the cable channels and mainstream networks won't bring you about gardening on that island. And I encourage you to follow AgroChic at its social places so you can learn about Perla Sofia and all of her activities. Here's a little bit more about my friend Perla Sofia. Perla Sofia Curbelo is a Puerto Rican journalist turned mediapreneur. In 2009, she founded agrochic.com, a gardening blog in Spanish. Through the website, readers interested in urban agriculture and wellness can check articles, guides, and lists on topics like how to take care of your houseplants, how to create a veggie garden in containers, and even how to plan your next garden travel. For the past 30 years, her family had run a monthly paper in Puerto Rico specializing in agriculture. They also have a small coffee farm. And Perla Sofia's younger brother, Luis, is an agronomist and flower farmer. In 2016, her blog, AgroChic, was nominated as one of the best Latino health and wellness blogs at the Tecla Awards during Hispanicize, the largest annual event for Latino trendsetters and newsmakers in digital content creation, journalism, marketing, entertainment, and tech entrepreneurship. 
As part of the digital content, Perla Sofia also coordinates gardening workshops in San Juan, Puerto Rico, where she lives with her husband, Antonio, her younger stepdaughter, Veronica, one of two stepdaughters, and her beloved Rottweiler, Rocco. Perla has a bachelor's degree in psychology and a master's degree in communication, specializing in public relations. She has worked in publishing, television, and radio, and for the last 15 years, she focused most of her writing in agriculture and gardening. This past summer, Perla started a seasonal podcast, La Verdura de Hoy, I hope I didn't say that too poorly, (laughs) which translates in English to Today's Greens. And that's also in Spanish. And you can listen to it on her blog. So we are fellow podcasters. You'll hear that in her lovely voice uh, on this audio today. In 2017, she joined the Association for Garden Communicators. That's how we met. And Perla Sofia is responsible for translating a monthly column from the GWA blog from English to Spanish. For 2019, she has her eyes on a horticulture therapy certification, and she wants to open a gardening studio in Puerto Rico to multiply the gardening workshops, host garden writers, and entertain through all things garden. And you'll hear, you'll hear us talk about that. It sounds like fun. I'm so pleased for you to hear from my friend, Perla Sofia, and I hope you enjoy our conversation. Take a minute to check the links in today's show notes of topics we discuss and see photos and places you can follow Perla Sofia on social media. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Slow Flowers Podcast with Deborah Prinzing, and I am so delighted today to introduce my special guest, Perla Sofia. Curbello, I said it right. Yes. Of yes. Agro Chic in Puerto Rico. Perla Sofia, it's so good to be with you. It's so surreal for me <laughs> to be here with you. Thank you very much, Deren, and so good to see you again. I know, it's really fun. And just yes. to give everyone who's listening a little backstory, which you know I like to do, um, Perla Sofia and I met last year at this time in Buffalo at the Garden Writers Association um, National Meeting. We were just at a cocktail party or something, and you were yes. so. We just you introduced we were yourself. With Garden Media, uh, actually, I went with, uh, to one of your conference. You, oh, the workshop, the presentation. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So we met, and um, I was so fascinated to know that you were representing the entire media organization. You know, everyone in so in Puerto Rico, you were like the the representative, um, right? The, I was the only one, the only one <laughs> member. Now I have a, a friend of mine, Dania Rivera, <laughs> that she couldn't come uh, to. <laughs> to Chicago, but yeah. now we are two, oh, two members okay. from GWA. So we're in Chicago at the Garden Writers Conference, and we, we you know, you, as, it, as it goes, you meet people, and then you become friends through social media. We've yes. tracked each other all year, and um, I just knew I wanted to interview you for the podcast. Thank you, yes. So uh, give everyone a snapshot of what AgroChic is and, um, you know, how unique your business is because you're, you're really targeting a, an audience that many of us um, have ignored, basically. Yes. Well, um, as a journalist, uh, I when I was able to start a blog, I was like, oh, yes, I can control when and how I publish. Right. So uh, I started to write about gardening in Spanish. That is my my main language. And um, our basic, Agrochic, you can find articles about how you you can start your own produce garden. Uh, you can find information about ornamental, basic things. Or, home residential garden. Yes, right? okay. exactly. And of course, 
the trends. You write about home gardening or edibles, ornamentals, but then you have other topics that you also write about. Yes, garden tourism is one of the topics that I wanted to address for a very long time because I've seen what's going on in the States, especially, and in places like London that they wait for uh, spring to come. So people are going crazy through all those beautiful gardens. And I said, we can have that the whole year because in Puerto Rico you have the weather for it, <laughs> you know. And when you start drawing attention to cer certain things and you write about other experiences, people start grabbing ideas and say, we can do that. Mm -hmm. And when you start showing data about how much money that can bring to your city, to your community. So that's one of the topics that I'm very passionate about. I love that. So I love the, lo the, the story tours that we do here every year when we meet in, in during GWA. Right. So that's one of the things that I I'm very interested. You're um, also, well, agro chic. The sh you're the chic and agro chic. <laughs> you do seem to have a real stylish um, uh, eye. And like the images that you're putting on your blog and the the colored stories or the, the you know, I don't know, way people do home decor with, with plants. All of that seems to factor into well, what you get uh, excited about. Well, the thing is that I, I, be, I came up with Agro Chic name first because it was a name that sticked. It was short. I, I, it was available, you yeah, know, in, tw in, in 2006. It was available, and I grabbed it right away. And, and of course, I wanted something that uh, resonated with women, yeah. you know, that, oh, I, I really, even though I'm working with soil, I'm... I'm I, I like to have my house uh, full with flowers, yeah. with plants, things like that. But um, in, in chic, in French, is is something great, something magnificent. And when you promote uh, local things, you are doing that in, in, mm -hmm. in a chic way. Yes, so, I love that. Uh, and that's the main reason of the name. You know, marketing reasons, but of course, have worked in, in a lot of ways. But you're you're now this face of AgroChic in um, this Spanish-speaking garden enthusiast audience. I mean, people look to you to kind of inspire them and maybe help them become aspirational yes. for what's coming up next. So I'm just, I know that you do digital uh, content development. You have the blog. You have had a podcast. Yes. And you do consulting. Mm -hmm. And like, what What are sort of, how do you weave all this knowledge through your um, various channels? And um, and like, what's, what are people responding to? What's, what's going well, on right now with, with that? Because you're doing this for nine years. Next year will be fun. You'll have to do a big 10-year thing. Yes, exactly. I'm, I'm already planning for it. <laughs> Good. Definitely. Yes, the thing is that when digital gives you the opportunity to experience and, and try different things, mm -hmm. and if it doesn't work, it doesn't cut cost that much. Right. And, and that's something that uh, um, digital... Uh, permit me to to write and um, to make series, to look for a sponsor uh, for those series, and of course you have the readers who likes to meet in places who wants to okay let's see each other. So you have offline events. Mm -hmm. So I used to do one in every every year event or maybe twice a year do a workshop, but then I realized that. You can make 
more money more quickly doing workshops uh, frequently. Right. So that's something that I started to say, okay, let's do monthly uh, workshops in different topics, but always take uh, having in mind that you're going to have different people who have uh, different skills. So you don't want to someone to feel like they are out of place because mm. they don't know uh, the name of the plant. So I'm always focused on the basics. This is the basic, and then you go out there, look for more information, because as a communicator, professional journalist, you want that to people to take their own responsibility and say, okay, I learned, I like this, I try it, let me go for more. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, the approach. So um, I do the workshops and I look for sponsors to do um, to sponsor this kind of workshop. And one thing takes you to the another thing. And I, I'm now in the point of trying to connect and maximize the time, the resources, um, things like that. So are the workshops held at like a local garden center or um, community I ha- center? I had a uh, workshop in, in community centers, in, um, in garden centers. I rent a space. Okay. But my, my, my goal is to have a gardening studio, I hope, Ooh. for next year or 2020 to have a place where you can go have, uh, you can have walk-ins, you know, go and have sit down in a stay in in one little station and do some gardening and then take it home or you can have a, a work be part of a workshop a larger group kind yes of thing. Uh-huh. and have at least a little store where you can find the basics tools things like that so my focus is that my goal is to have okay. a gardening studio wow. and this year is like um that's why uh, GW is, has been so important because open up my eyes to a larger pos- uh, possibilities. Things that if I stay just in in Puerto Rico, I couldn't know better. Right, yeah, right. and you have to come to to network and experience and see what other people are doing, so you can apply it back home or make it work for you. Right. And you're based in San Juan, right? In San Juan, okay. Puerto Rico. That's the biggest city in Puerto Rico, right? It's not the biggest city, really? but it's the capital of okay. the city. Yeah. Okay. The what? biggest city is Arecibo, which is an hour away where where I born, actually. Oh, you're it's in the north part okay. of the island, but yeah. What is what's the greater like population base though of the San Juan and all the Yeah, and all San the Juan, yes. A, a lot of people uh, live in someone and work in someone. Mm-hmm. We're talking about in in general the general population of Puerto Rico is uh, 3.5 million people. Wow. Yes. Okay. Wow. And your who, how would you describe your audience in terms of like who who receives your content? Yes. It's probably diverse, right? Well, as women, mostly women. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about more than 80 yeah. percent, and the ages are 35 up. Okay. Yeah, 35. 54. Yeah. That's the audience that uh, reads uh, AgroChic, goes to the workshops. Um, but in the workshop, there's a lot of uh, women who are in in their 70. Mm-hmm. So that's something fun uh, to do. I, as a host, uh, I really like that mix yeah. because you have 
women who are in their 20s, 30s, right. uh, talking with women in their 70s, things like that. So that's the the thing of workshop because yeah. you have that uh, contact with the with people. So and and a lot of women are doing it also be because they want to socialize, you know, mm -hmm. they want to go away from, you know, the the daily things, yeah. the daily responsibilities. Family responsibilities. Yes. And and gardening is such a great tool to relax. Uh, nowadays, you know, there's a, a lot of focus in on mental health. Yeah. So um, psychology is my my be my bachelor's degree is in psychology. So I'm always aware of how can I Uh, be of assistance or help out people to uh, stress down, me my, me included. <laughs> and uh, and I've been doing, uh, actually, I, I did uh, this workshop called En Tierra el Estrés, like, uh, um, how do you say? Something about de-stressing? De-stressing, yes, okay. but uh, putting your hands in, oh, you know. Oh, okay, uh, say it dig, again. En Tierra el Estrés. Dig in, you know, oh. dig in your stress, of oh, course. I love Something that. like that. Like it, literally and mentally and physically. Exactly. And we have someone who opened, uh, we have uh, a yoga instructor who opened the workshop with a uh, 10-minute meditation. And then we go to, through the uh, workshop, then the dynamics, you know, the handsome uh, dynamics, things like that. But the focus was that, that you distress you know, from what is going on it's, uh, outside. So three hours for that. And then did people take a some kind of thing that they planted home with them? Yes, that's okay. the point. Yeah, because people, you know, when yeah. people are paying for something, they want to take something back home. Right. Like, look what I did. Right. So I make sure that they do at least uh, one project. Yes. So uh, you, I love that you've described that demographic. Um, and you have some corporate sponsors. Are yes. they coming to you because... They want to reach that female demographic, or both. Okay. You know, most of the time I'm after them, of yeah. course. Well, yeah, yeah, I you get have, that. You have to. <laughs> you have to pitch well, them on. Yes, that, right? I'm in pitching mode every time I can, and uh, and yes, yeah, one of the thing and one of the the thing is that in topics like this, gardening, you have to sell it. Yeah, because not everybody. Or at least 10 years ago, five years ago, it was easy for people to see what is the connection? Mm -hmm. How can gardening help me in the business? Now you're seeing more businesses that are are including in, um, they have this wellness program for mm -hmm. the employer, mm -hmm. employees, and they do stuff uh, with them for to enhance, oh yeah, to promote pro uh, productivity, but also for their family, things like that. But today's more is easier, but um, you ha you are always in pitching mode of gardening. Well, you talked about the wellness and, and mental health kind of issues, but I, I also, or before we turn on the recorder, you were talking about some of your sponsors want to promote their environmental um, support. Yes. And so they see aligning with you as yes. another vehicle for that. Definitely. Right? Yeah. yeah, that that's uh you have to look for the organic ways. Mm -hmm. You know that uh, because at the end of the day they have a budget, they have limited uh budget and and resources and you have to make it worth also. Mm -hmm. And and of course you want to keep working with them to you have yeah. to be to show them that it's working out. But they're recognizing that gardening is a way to yes. supporting gardening reflects 
their commitment to the environment. Totally. Or like that. Okay. Yes, it's a way to to support it. And, and if you have uh, people who is happy, who are comfortable, who are in uh, are stressed out, you know, you know, they are not suffering so much anxiety, things like that. They're going to produce more. Right. And you need productive people to have a productive country, right. a productive community. Right. Otherwise, you're going to yeah. be trained. Well, you uh, mentioned to me that the floral industry is sort of get, getting on board with some of the things you've been writing and, yes. and teaching for mm. a while. And uh, I, you know, I know that you we talk about floral because that's my interest. Of course. But I want to know, is it something that, um, how is it becoming uh, part of the community well, in, in Puerto Rico? Yeah. First of all, Puerto Rico is trying to uh, to produce more local things in produce, flor in the flora industry, where uh, we have a couple of uh, farm of uh, flower farms, including my brother who who's doing some in his farm in in Hajuja, which is in the center of the island. What? He's growing flowers? Yeah, he's growing some flowers, yes. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I think I mentioned it, but of oh, course. sorry, but, I but, missed that. Uh, yeah. But yes, he's, he's doing that. So you, uh, you're you starting to see people who are adventuring in other agriculture uh, mm-hmm. agricultural areas. Mm-hmm. After the hurricane, of course, um, uh, things are have been tougher, but the good thing about agriculture is that you can start again and you're moving on. And that's where we are. Get the in roots the, in the ground. Yes, yeah. exactly. And uh, we, it has been almost a year. And uh, the island is in recuperation mm-hmm. mode. Almost that 95% of the island now has power. But still, you know, there are certain Crazy. goals. And especially if you are in the farming industry. But I'm very happy to to see uh, businesses in the floral industry that are selling their flowers uh, their, uh, in the mall, for example. Wow. And they have their little station. Uh, station. Um, they are giving some workshops. Uh, the culinary industry are very are working very close with floral farmers uh, to produce certain kinds of edible flowers right. to use. So we are seeing more of that. So uh, I, I told you earlier that um, when you wrote about the reports, you know, what's going to go come for 2018, My forecast, yeah. your forecast, I have started to see it, all those things because I love trends. I love to talk about them. I like to snap them and talk <laughs> oh, and say, see, I told you. You're an early adopter. <laughs> uh, yeah, something like that. I'm like, oh, that person is in trend. Awesome. So, yes. That's fun. Yeah. You should maybe do the, you should do a trend report for the AgroChic trend report I'm for thinking your about audience. it. Let, let me tell you, if I keep listening to you and things, I'm, I'm going to be like doing a lot of stuff <laughs> because I did, I started the podcast because of you. I was like, I'm going to do the podcast. I, I told you that I was a, a radio host a few years ago, but podcasting is different. Yeah. So, so I when you tried. were a radio host, what did you, what was your show called? I, it was called Ahora es que es. Now, and now, this is the time. Okay. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Did you have all kinds of guests and different yes, topics? Yes. Okay. It was a daily two-hour show during 
from the blog was from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Every day? Every day for two, day, two years, yes. But I have, a bl I have a blast. Of course, I had to work my ass off. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, but but you, I, didn't, you know what? You, you're so natural. You probably had so much fun just, yeah, you know. Too much planning. Yeah. Uh. So Did you, you have guests? Yes, I had. Of course. Yeah, like, so for me, talking two hours. Oh, you uh, can do it? <laughs> You know, it's going to be uh, 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 tough, but um, <laughs> I, I had a lot of guests, and I I, I talk from health, from, I, I, ha I talk a lot about agriculture, of course, and that's how right. I, I decided, you know what, I'm going to focus my my communication career in the area of agriculture. My father owns a, a paper, who's, he is like, this year it turns 30 years. You know, as a publisher, as a publisher, and it's more uh, agriculture addressed to the farmer, mm -hmm. to the academics, and so I know what it's like to be uh, deci decisive. In okay, I'm gonna go with this, and I'm gonna make sure that I'm gonna survive or or live from this that I really like. So I make I, I want to make sure that I do something that I really yeah. love and at the same time make money out of it. Right. So, well, and so, yeah, you are a media entrepreneur, basically, and your category is luckily a very popular yes. category right now. Yes. The point of, of the gardening studio is that I can uh, start hosting people oh, who is fun. in the gardening industry, yeah. who publish books, things like that, because gardening book section are so little, and of course, no, it's not a topic that no too many people uh, right. write about. Right. Uh, and of course, it, you wish uh, they were in Spanish, but at the same time, you, we we can read English, so there's no problem. So that's one of the main things that uh, re the main reasons also that I want to open uh, mm. this space because I want to be able to host mm -hmm. um, colleagues who are doing amazing things. Well, it's uh, it's uh, makes an it's a natural extension of what exactly. you're already doing. You're providing all kinds of digital content. Now you're going to have in-person content, and then you basically become uh, <clears throat> even a larger scale producer of garden even shows or, or series or festivals. I mean, it could yeah. be much larger yes. than that. I team up with, uh, three years ago, with a friend of mine who produced this big show called AgroHack. It's an innovation technology uh, show, uh, but focused in, in agriculture. And I help him uh, to develop the educational program. So um, we're already working for the uh, next year show, yeah. April 2019. And it's it's cool, but because at the same time, I come to this kind of meeting and I talk to people and, and, I, uh, and I'm in also in this scouting mo mode, you know, that, ooh, that could be a great um, um, guest yeah. you, to come down to Puerto yeah. Rico, I don't know, to talk about the slow flower movement, things like <laughs> that. So, yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, you're giving me my fantasies here. Um, I wanted to also talk about um, the audience being much larger than uh, the residents of Puerto Rico. The Agro Chic has allowed you through the internet, really, through your blog and yes. your podcast to have listeners all around the globe yes. who are looking for amazing content in their own language which mm -hmm. is, do you 
do you want to describe like where your where your fans are, where your listeners well, are? The the readers of agrochic.com definitely come first from from uh, Puerto Rico. Sure. But there's a lot of Puerto Ricans who live here in the States, mm -hmm. especially in the East Coast. So mm -hmm. I receive a lot of re readers from Florida, New York, um, Chicago, yeah. and the last couple of years from Texas. Okay, that makes and sense. Of, yes, and of course, if you use different uh, social media, you can notice who is... Uh, um, using your content. Right. For example, I started to give more love to my Pinterest account. So I receive a lot of people from Chile, Argentina, Mexico, uh, Spain, and they are going to my page. I've got to go look at your Pinterest account. Yeah. I don't even, I, I'm, I'm so bad. I'm connecting, I'm connecting articles from agrochic.com. So onto Pinterest. Yes. That's so smart. Yeah. And then you have some kind of um, project types of posts too that, that isn't Pinterest kind of more for uh, in, like how to do something like yeah, instructions. Yeah, it, it helps you plan, yeah. things like that. So I, I pin some yeah. of other people's work and put it in my... In, in, in your in, folders or whatever. Yes, yeah. in, in the... In, I call it in Spanish, tableros, the boards, the boards. I love that. Yes, but, uh, you know, you do so many things that... Okay, if I'm going to be in Facebook, you have to work for that uh, audience. If you're in Twitter, if you're in Instagram, that I use it every day. And that's how we That's how we say it. Yeah. Exactly. But Pinterest is important because a lot of people who like gardening use yes, it for yes, inspiration. I know. I feel like so, I, I ignored it. I ignore it and I shouldn't. I know a lot that of That has to stop now. Yes. Thank you, ma'am. That has to stop. The floral industry is driven by Pinterest because, yes. especially in the wedding, and especially mm -hmm. in the wedding industry, yes. you know these these florists and farmers are like, oh my gosh, my bride is coming to me with my board or tab tableau. What did you call it? Uh, board tab tablero. Tablero filled with like, a, you know, flowers of a the particular. The mood board. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You have the mood board, but digital, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that and, and it's, it's interesting that you mentioned, you know, the the wedding industry. Yeah. You know. Um, I started, um, I, and I showed you earlier, one of the services that I, I'm addressing, you know, the offline services of AgroChic is to um, make these little workshops. And I created this one just for uh, bachelorette parties. Yeah, you and know, you called the, it uh, gar I, Garden I Do? And, and I do garden. Oh, okay. I do garden. Uh -huh, garden yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Thinking about people who wants to do something different, um, have a make and take session, want to do a corsage or a flower crown, things right. like that. They want to drink a little bit, but at the same time, connect with your mother-in-law or your future mother-in-law, your mother, your sisters, your maid of honor, things like that. So I'm doing that because... The, uh, the wedding industry is huge. You yeah. know, a lot of people love to get married. Yeah, and that that is such a, an opportunity to bring gardening and floral exactly. together. Yes, um, I did like the fact that you told me you might charge more if prosecco is served. Of course, <laughs> you on. have to. Someone just told me that they're um, calling their floral design workshop "Sip and Snip," so you know that might be a. And I, there's there's got to be a Spanish version of that, you know. Drink and cut. <laughs> yeah, but you know the the, the funny thing, in, in in this is what I explained to my my colleagues from the state is that there's a lot of word that 
you can translate to Spanish because in Puerto Rico, we use Spanish and English right, right. because we are part of the United States. Right. Um, but the thing is that um, there are certain words that, yeah. you know, you know what I'm talking about. So yeah. snip and snip. I got it. <laughs> and actually, you you use a lot of um, your, of English in your like cat in your workshop titles, but yes. in the descriptions in Spanish. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's a marketing uh, thing, right? Ex exactly. Uh, I was telling you that it. I don't know. More than eighty percent of the businesses are in are in in English. But of course, you try to use your your language as much as possible. Absolutely. But uh, I have no problem to to includes some English words. I love that you know your audience, though, and you saw an opportunity. Don't try to be, you know, translating everything into English. Yes. There's plenty of that available. Yes. And keep, Google will do it for you. Yes. But for you to be uh, creating content for this massive population of mm -hmm. Spanish-speaking gardeners is it's so strategic. I yeah, love that. That was one of the things I did my research and said, okay, first of all, I feel comfortable writing in Spanish. And second of all, um, I, when you are in, in the digital world, you are not writing now just for Puerto Rico. You are writing for everybody who can uh, read in, in Spanish. And they're looking and, for that information. And looking yeah. for that information. And especially if you want to... Um, to live a healthy life, and gardening is, is part of it. So in the States only uh, live 50, 50 million people who speak Spanish. Uh, more than 30 million are bilingual. So I'm like, hello, at least a million who reads me, I'm happy for <laughs> it. So I'm working for it. So good, yeah, good. that's, oh, that's why. And last year when I came for uh, for the first time to GWA meeting in Buffalo, I had my strategy. I was like, what what can I be of of help here? And one of the things was, oh, I can translate some of the amazing uh, columns in the GWA blog. So they let me do it. And I'm like, Okay, so every month I translate one column of the blog to Spanish, and oh, wow, I it's, think it's great. It's a service then to hopefully other communicators who are Spanish speaking who maybe haven't found garden writers exactly, and maybe will join. So. Exactly. So, and I'm I made my goal to bring more people to the organization <laughs> next year. That's right. Oh, Have the awesome. group, the, the Spanish group. Where is it? Oh. <laughs> I think it's it's so funny because in in floriculture it's the same way. There's so many um, growers and people on the agriculture side who yes. are Spanish speaking. Exactly. And I where I I need to be more intentional to find the Spanish speaking florists. And I mm -hmm. we have many members, especially in, in yeah. California. Um, who uh, will love hearing you because they'll be like, Deborah, right on. You found our, our lady. You found our person to well, talk to. The thing is that it's very, uh, for me, translating is very important, yeah. definitely, that uh, if you produce a great content, I will love to translate it or, or look for, prof I'm not a professional translator, uh, first of all, but um, I, ha uh, I think it's very important also to acknowledge the, old, the whole Latino community who brings so much and Absolutely. are very talented that they have so much to say and probably they don't probably there are people who is Latino who doesn't speak Spanish but they have to 
start uh they want to be included Absolutely. and they have so many great content or they're doing great things like you said that florists that are latinos and yeah. they're doing great things for their community and anybody who wants to buy their flowers things like that and how do you include them because it's not only translating this great content it's like how you introduce the content that these communities are having Absolutely. are producing to the main uh, to the mainland you know well as, as Leslie Bennett said last year at the slow flower summit um, everybody gardens it's everybody a universal gardens. language yes. let's not make it look like it's just one a monochromatic exactly. uh, population and I really took that to heart because yes. um, and even if you <laughs> have purely just a uh, a commercial or capitalistic you know motivation to make money then don't ignore half the population that, totally. that could be buying your product or oh, you know that's one of the reasons also that I wanted to do this uh, to to translate and, and, and to be part of the organization yeah. if you have so many people who uh, if you have a business you have a product or a service you want more people to buy it yes. and if you make it easier for them to come like if you have a tour do you have someone who can give that tour in spanish so right. you can bring in more people that are interested that make questions and of course can buy more because he the person is going to tell it to the other one to the other one so you have to think about that that's a great thing and um and and also you have to be like very um focused of what do you want for your businesses what do you how how can you increase more awareness of of the people who made up that community Absolutely. things like that I agree. so i'm i'm very fortunate that uh that i'm part of this organization and and one of the things i wanted to tell you and suddenly i i lost my my <laughs> my thought is that gardening is a way if you are coming to this country for example and like many many puerto ricans are that have moved move into to the state one of the greatest things of gardening is that help you root in yes you know literally right you know you know because you are living place yes you are leaving your family even that you maybe are uh fly away something like that you're starting in a new community that you don't know anybody you want you want to start rooting yes. and gardening is one way to start thinking okay Let me start gardening, doing something, and you, then you can start relating to other people who are doing the same. You are uh, producing the the main ingredients to those uh, dishes that you crave, you know, when you're nostalgic, things like that. And you don't even need language to, to be and a gardener. And you don't even need <laughs> language, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You have the plant language. Yes, that's, that's what right. I say, definitely. Well, we could talk forever, but we have yes. some things to do. So I want to end by asking you to um, just tell us what, what's exciting, what's up on, on deck for you coming up. And I'll be sure to list. Um, we, we're going to get Thank all you. your social places on our show notes at DebraPrinzing.com so you can follow Perla Sofia on 
everything she does with Agro Chic, even on Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I, I just want people to, to be aware of, I mean, your Instagram feed is fantastic. Thank you. And I want people to find you. So what what's cooking? You mentioned these workshops. That's sort of a big yeah, focus, right? Yeah, that definitely is going to be, uh, it's monthly thing. And people who are in Puerto Rico, and if you're visiting, definitely, because I, I'm planning to make uh, English workshops too. But um, that's something that it's going to keep on going producing digital content, and, of course, consulting. One of the things that I'm very excited for 2019 is that I just applied for uh, to the for a certification in horticultural therapy. Oh, you did? Yes. I love that. Uh, with the Botanica, uh, Chicago Botanic Garden. Yes. They have this 10-month uh, uh, certification, and you can do it online, and they require you to come twice a year, uh, twice in that period. So I'm waiting for, <laughs> I'm waiting for, because you, you uh, then I could start on 2019, and I want to integrate that, you know. Into uh, your consulting. Yes, because my base is as psychology. And right. I changed to communication to do my master in communication, and I never thought I would come again, you know. Life is a cycle. I agree completely. So I'm looking forward, forward for that because that's going to be huge for the gardening studio oh that gosh. I'm already working, the business plan, things like that. That is brilliant. So I'm, you know, uh, with the help of, of an amazing business coach, I'm focusing things, you know. I love it. And you're evolving. Like, we have yes. to evolve and change yes. to stay competitive. Mm -hmm. And you saw exactly. the opportunity. Yes. Oh, I wish you so well with Thank that. You. That is so great. Thank this you. has been so wonderful. I don't want to wake up from this. <laughs> I don't want to be like, oh my god! I thought I dreamed that I, I was with Deborah in her in her podcast. So when you have your podcast series two, uh, I'll have to come on. on oh as a guest. yes! I need my son Benjamin to be my translator. Yeah, though. because he he speaks Spanish. Yes, and now he's tackling Portuguese, so oh. he's just going to conquer South America. So definitely. Um, but I, uh, you know. Unfortunately, his mother puts him to shame, but I, I at least have children who are bilingual. So, uh, thank we'll you come, very much. Yeah, we'll come visit you and, and have a good time. Thank you so much. Thank this you, Deborah. Really wonderful. And um, now we're going to go to our gardens, so that'll be awesome too. Yes. Thanks so much for joining me today. I am so grateful to our entire community of flower farmers and floral designers who together define the slow flowers movement. As our cause gains more supporters and more passionate participants who believe in the importance of the American cut flower industry, the momentum is contagious. I know you feel it too. I value your support and I invite you to show your thanks with a donation to support my ongoing advocacy, education, and outreach activities. You can find the donate button in the right column at deborahprinzing.com. The Slow Flowers podcast has been downloaded more than 353,000 times by listeners like you. Thank you for listening, commenting, and sharing. It means so much. And thank you to our sponsors who have supported Slow Flowers and all of our programs. Arctic Alaska Peonies, a cooperative of passionate family farms in the heart of Alaska, providing bigger, better peony flowers during the months of July and August. Visit them today at arcticalaskapeonies.com. The Seattle Wholesale Growers Market. 
a farmer-owned cooperative committed to providing the very best the Pacific Northwest has to offer in cut flowers, foliages, and plants. The Growers Market's mission is to foster a vibrant marketplace that sustains local flower farms and provides top quality products and services to the local floral industry. Find them at seattlewholesalegrowersmarket.com. Longfield Gardens provides home gardeners with high quality flower bulbs and perennials. Their online store offers plants for every region and every season, from tulips and daffodils to dahlias, caladiums, and amaryllis. Visit them at longfield-gardens.com. Syndicate Sales, an American manufacturer of vases and accessories for the professional florist. Look for the American flag icon to find Syndicate's USA-made products and join the Syndicate Stars loyalty program at syndicatesales.com. Johnny's Selected Seeds, an employee-owned company that provides our industry the best flower, herb, and vegetable seeds, supplied to farms large and small, and even backyard cutting gardens like mine. Check them out at johnnysseeds.com. The Association of Specialty Cut Flower Growers, formed in 1988, ASCFG was created to educate, unite, and support commercial cut flower growers. Its mission is to help growers produce high quality floral material and to foster and promote the local availability of that product. Learn more at ASCFG.org. Mayesh Wholesale Florist, family owned since 1978. Mayesh is the premier wedding and event supplier in the U.S. and we're thrilled to partner with Mayesh to promote local and domestic flowers, which they source from farms large and small around the U.S. Learn more at mayesh.com. Certified American Grown Flowers, the Certified American Grown Program and label provide a guarantee for designers and consumers on the source of their flowers. Take pride in your flowers and buy with confidence. Ask for Certified American Grown Flowers. To learn more, visit americangrownflowers.org and the Team Flower Conference, a professional floral event where flower lovers from all over the world gather for networking, learning, and celebration. It's a special time for the floral industry to come together, and whether you're a farmer, designer, wholesaler, or just love flowers, you're invited to attend as Team Flowers dreams big for the industry's future. Head to teamflower.org slash slowflowers to learn more about the 2019 conference in Waco, Texas. I'm Deborah Prinzing, host and producer of the Slow Flowers podcast. Next week, you're invited to join me in putting more American-grown flowers on the table, one vase at a time. And if you like what you hear, please consider logging onto iTunes and posting a listener review. The content and opinions expressed here are either mine alone or those of my guests alone, independent of any podcast sponsor or other person, company, or organization. The Slow Flowers podcast is engineered and edited by Andrew Brenlin. Learn more about his work at soundbodymovement.com. Mm-hmm.